Hello, listeners, and welcome. Twelve Sided Stories presents Otherworld London, an actual play RPG podcast that uses the seventh edition Call of Cthulhu system. We weave macabre, gaslight era tales of terror and suspense for your listening enjoyment. Our games are story driven and rules light. Now, our keeper for Otherworld London, Wes Otis. Let's uh, jump right in. Hello, Terry Gamble here. I'm playing Alizé Kourou. I'm a 25-year-old spinster and a shop <laughs> owner. Um, I'm an antique dealer. Curiouser and Curiosities is the name of my shop. Lovely. Um, I'm Kelsey Osborne, and I'm playing Maggie Cooper. And she is a prostitute who owns her own brothel called the Rose Petal. I am Mac Beauvais, and uh, I am playing Ethel Prendergast, who is a widow and very much in tune with the spiritual nature of the world. And I am Michelle Otis, and I am playing Eugenia Penbottom of the Lancashire Penbottoms. In the first episode, you all met for your usual meeting on Thursdays at the Royal London Spiritual Society. There you noticed that Rose Bryn was coughing quite a lot, and she requested some help home after just a brief while. In talking with her, you learned that her husband just died recently. He seems to be calling for her from beyond the grave. You as a group have decided to ask Mabel to do the next seance in a new location to try to contact her husband. Though she disagrees with this, Mabel conceded, and we pick up with that seance. Did Ethel pull a card for the seance? Mm-hmm. Uh, she pulled a card sort of for the general tenor of how the evening was going to go. I believe I pulled the Eight of Swords, but it was inverted. Uh, eight of Swords is usually a card about being bound and held from taking action. It's a card of inaction, but when cards are inverted very often, that signals that it, the opposite is true, so we might be finally a cutting of the binds and action is finally going to be taken, and forward momentum can resume. Okay, cool. All right, so before the seance, does anybody have anything that they'd like to do before we jump into that scene? Ethel would go to Rose's earlier to check on her general health and state of being, considering uh, she had a doctor sent to, to see to her. Uh, the previous day. Okay. Um, when you go over to Rosa, she's upstairs. Her servant lets you in and says, uh, she's, Madam's upstairs resting. The doctor came by and he's, he's concerned. He gave her some, some medicine, but she's very stubborn. She still wants to get out of bed quite a bit and I can't keep her there. So did you, I mean, obviously you would not be eavesdropping, but did you happen to hear anything that the doctor was saying at, according to what her illness might be in particular? He says that he's afraid it might be some sort of pneumonia or maybe some lung infection. He's, uh, he's thinking of trying some different techniques to rid her lungs of the fluid. I understand. and uh, Maybe a tap be... or of some sort. Seems like uh, things are a bit more dire then. She has been quite sick, yes, but she seems to be very uh, excited about this seance. Um, 
She's looking forward to it. Um, I am worried that she might be of too delicate of a constitution to survive through such a thing. If you'd kindly make sure that there's plenty of blankets available for her and, you know... Of course. We'll move her from place to place as delicately as possible. Absolutely, ma'am. And uh, I would be quite happy to go and speak with her if I may. So she's there in her bed, and she is like a night dress underneath a bunch of blankets. And she has this brooch just like pinned to her dress. Uh, she looks and she goes, uh, oh, thank you for coming by. I, um, I'm sorry I'm not dressed to receive you properly. Uh, what did Mabel say? Things will be taking place here. And hopefully, maybe we can get some peace of mind about what's going on. Have you had another dream about your husband? Yes. Un- unfortunately, he uh, he seems to get angry. He's been... You know, every time I fall asleep, I see him at the bottom of the stairs uh, yelling quite loud at me, wanting me to come down the stairs to him. But I can never find the 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 way down. I, I can hear him. I can see him from the top of the stairs, but he is, he's unreachable. Is he angry or is he just trying to move you along towards him? Frustrated. I think he's frustrated. His mm. mannerisms. May I be of assistance in helping you get ready to receive company? Absolutely. I'd, I'd greatly appreciate that. And while I work with her on that, I'm going to take a moment to, um, like, look at the brooch, because obviously that it's an odd thing to have on a nightgown. Yeah. And uh, may I inquire as to the nature of this brooch? It seems to be quite an important piece if you have it on your nightclothes, and I'd be happy to transfer it to your oh. dress for this evening. I Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I thought the servant put it there, to be quite honest with you. I... Uh, my husband gave it to us to me uh, when he was courting me, and um, yes, uh, most definitely. And she takes it off and hands it to you. She goes, "It's it's not appropriate to to have while I'm sleeping." Well, if it brings you any kind of comfort, then I, I believe that it is okay to have. Maybe I wasn't thinking and just put it on myself. I I don't know. All things are possible, and you know uh, Ethel very delicately. Put it onto um, the outfit that Rose is going to be wearing. Roll against your power. Power? Okay. Tell me how to do this because I don't remember. I know dice are involved. (laughs) (laughs) So you're using your percentile dice. You're using a tens and a one. Mm -hmm. And you, uh, the tens is obviously if it's, if you roll a six zero, it's 60. And then if you roll a five, it's 65. Okay. Okay. And you want to get under your power roll. The lower you get, the better. Like a crit, a crit roll in Call of Cthulhu is usually 1% to 5%. So if you hit a 1% or a 5%, that's usually a critical roll, something good happens. Now, if it hits 100%, something horrible happens. Sure. So this is basically the golf of RPGs. Basically, yes. <laughs> oh, Keep it under par. Well, so, <laughs> yeah, go ahead and make a power roll. All right, my power is one of my highest stats, yes. too. Yes, yeah. So if you fail it, it'll, yeah. Well, I mean, it's a good way to learn the system. It is, I totally. find sometimes... A little bit of fuckery at the beginning of playing a new game works out really well, and then you learn hard lessons. Fuckery can be very entertaining. It's like Maggie All right, knows. so yeah. I actually have a 52. Uh-huh. Over here Yay. nodding. That's perfect. So it worked out. That works out. So you pick it up, and it feels 
it's giving off heat. Um, there's some kind of warm energy kind of uh, pulsating from it. You feel uncomfortable holding it in your hand. Like it's not meant for me or just like it's physically warm kind of like a sense uh, the idea of physical heat. It's the idea the the though it's not like hot to the touch. It's almost like your nerves when they get warm or whatever. Yeah. Um they feel like almost numb. That's the way it feels. Like you know you feel like your hand if you hold on to too long will just spasm open and mm-hmm. and you'll drop it. Okay. I am going to move to still attach it to her dress okay. because um, my guess is that maybe it's something that's not meant for me. Okay, so you attach it to her dress and she gets up. You guys start doing things like to get her ready, you get her hair. And, you know, because there's obviously a process to getting into one of these huge dresses. They're like mech suits, <laughs> right? Yeah. And I'm sure she's probably got like the corsetry and all the undergarments and I would probably... I wouldn't want to make her feel that I'm trying to make her figure unflattering, but I would try and do it a little bit looser than would right. normally be yeah. done just to give some relief to her ribcage. Right. So as you're doing all this stuff, she turns around and you notice that the brooch is back on a piece of her clothing. Wait, she's wearing something else? Or? Yes. You put on a new, like you've yeah, started Yeah, well, I was going her... to attach it to whatever dress she was going to you wear did. for the evening. Okay. And then when you turn around as you're getting stuff, it has now suddenly appeared on her... Her, uh, like her undergarment. Her undergarment again. Undergarment. And she never crossed the room to touch it. You, you've been with her this whole time. Now, Rose, uh, yes, I do dear? not want you to be alarmed, but you realize that brooch seems to have made its way back onto your apparel. Y- yes, that's that's quite disconcerting. Um, real quickly... Let's do a little bit of a sanity check where it's just to see if this like <laughs> bugs you or if you are able to roll with it. Okay. okay? So you're rolling against your sand and you want to be under it. You cannot push a sanity roll. If you miss it, okay. you miss it. 43, which is well under. Yeah, you're good. fine. Yeah, you, yeah you're, you're like, okay, Intriguing. this is just well, <laughs> other world stuff. It's funny because one of the items that I set out for Ethel before we began is that she actually has a memento mori brooch that she wears that's actually for her husband. Ah. So she understands the nature of having a piece to memorialize a past right. husband. So, How many brooches do you have now? I'm sorry. 16. <laughs> Oh, wait, wait, you meant in the game. Uh, Uh One. Uh (laughs) Marriage can sometimes be a sport. The more you rack up, the more points you get. It's not like golf. You want the higher points. points. (laughs) Sometimes men get old and you need new ones. All right. Would you mind helping me remove this? She's a little bit shaken by the... Uh, Absolutely, my dear. Um, And I will very gingerly try and remove it from the outfit and go and replace it on the dress again. Okay. When you touch it this time, now it's really starting to heat up and you put it on the thing and it it actually, you can, you look at your fingers and there's just like a little hint of redness where you were holding it. Now you said, Rose, (laughs) the nature of the yelling was frustration and not anger, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. 
Um, no, no, sit down, my dear. I'll, I'll bring over your gown. Hmm. Okay. So you get the gown. You start to bring it over, and the door swings open and slams against the wall. Because I don't, I don't feel safe for some reason right now. It's the room starts getting a little cold. I feel like. I don't know, I don't... And you look down at the dress again and the brooch is gone. And it's back on her. You had it in your hand. Should we leave? I'm feeling a bit perplexed by all this. I agree that maybe we should uh, remove ourselves to another room of the house and... Ethel's going to sling the dress over her arm and go to the bed and scoop up a blanket to wrap around Rose to move her to another room. Okay. And keep her warm and just kind of be like a support. Support. Okay. So, uh, yeah, you get downstairs and uh, or to another room and you get dressed. And anytime you try to do anything with the brooch, uh, you know, if you try to move it to the upper or whatever, if you, she's, she's very uncomfortable, it seems to always appear back on her. Almost immediately after you've taken it off, it, it's it's very jarring to her. But she's like, "Well, maybe my husband needs to speak to me, and and this is why I joined the the society." Uh, and again, I don't mean to alarm you in any way. Oh, I'm quite alarmed but, already. Well, to further add to your discomfort, but oh. you are quite sure that the being that you've been communicating with in your dreams is, in fact, your dearly departed. Well, who else could it be? I mean, I don't know any other dead people. I can't imagine he would want to cause you any further distress, though. I, I can't imagine that either, but he always seems so angry keeps yelling at me for to come down the stairs and and I I go towards the stairs and then I I wake up and I'm it's very very hard we will conduct the evening's activities as originally planned but if they do not come to a conclusion that we are both happy with I would be most obliged if you would come and perhaps stay at my residence until things are sorted. I don't want to impress on you like that. That would be unladylike. I am offering. Of course. Uh, I, would, I, I, would, I would enjoy that. Thank you. Your hospitality would be much enjoyed. Think nothing of it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> this is terrifying. I'm so scared for her right now. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm really, really concerned this? about Rose right now. Like, really concerned. Alizé, Benny came over on Thursday. And since he's left, Mm -hmm. you have been kind of floating around, I would imagine. Getting things ready for your date. Much like a poltergeist. Right. (laughs) I've been walking on air. Um, Yes, got my hat, figured out my dress. Um, um, I was thinking about getting some new gloves, but I thought that might be too much. Too much. <laughs> <laughs> the hat's just enough. Um, I, um, yes, very excited. Okay. <laughs> she has a gentleman caller. <sighs> and as you're going around your shop, you hear something fall upstairs. Oh, hope we don't have rats again. Go upstairs. Okay. 
Those damn London rats. I know. Oh, those man. London rats, they're like New York rats, but like worse. Without the faces. <laughs> Without what? Without the faces. Oh, oh, stop. Anyway, sorry. sorry. <laughs> um, Wes was just trying to do a callback for another game we just completed where he put human faces on rats for me as a terrifying thing. Um, that is still a terrifying thing, and I'm really hoping these don't have faces. No. Uh, so you go upstairs. And they you do end. have the plague. They oh, do. great. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> bubonic plague thanks london rats so you go upstairs <laughs> mm-hmm. and you had a couple of trunks on top of each other mm-hmm. and one of them has fallen down there are all of these knickknacks and stuff all over the floor the room itself just feels kind of off like you feel you feel frightened in a part of the shop that you usually don't have a problem with and you're not sure what it is feels very strange in here today. Suddenly the door slams behind you. Hello? Hello? Um, is anyone there? You hear someone come into the shop, the the little bell rings Mm -hmm. at the door. You see a figure from behind the case that fell over. And it's this dark shadow coming towards you. It starts to try to grab you. First, let's go with the sand check. I'm already terrified. <laughs> so roll against your sand. Okay. So you've got a 70. Which I do is have a 70, high. which is very high. I'm a very sane person for now. Oh, a 75. Okay, oh, that's oh, not no. good. So the way that sanity works is sanity is a lot like hit points and, you know, as you go down, you slowly become more unhinged. Mm -hmm. You can get phobias and things. If you get more than five points of sanity taken away, then you have to roll to see if you understand what's going on. This is the one roll you want to fail because if you understand what's going on, then you go a little bit more insane and you get a phobia or a manic thing or whatever. Okay, so this is not a situation where you're going to have that because it's low. You're going to take two points, which just unsettles you. You're just, you're, you're frightened, basically. And what do you do? You see this thing coming towards you. Um, I... I'm going to try to run out of the room, maybe. Okay, so you run to the door and you start to shake mm-hmm. on it. You hear, hello? Hello, is there anyone here? Hello? Yes, yes, I'll be right with you. And you hear this thing coming behind you. Where are you? Oh, uh, I'm upstairs. Just, I had to, I had to see about... It's coming and it's, you can feel it starting... Something upstairs. I'm trying to open the door. I'm okay. trying to open the door. So, My hands don't seem to work. You hear, like, footsteps up the stairs. It's obviously Benny trying to open the door. This thing is starting to touch your back. Finally, Benny opens the door. I fall right into his arms. Yeah! The thing, <laughs> the thing behind you disappears. What was that? Are you okay? I, I am not sure. Oh. I, I, I know this might sound strange, but I, I believe I've just seen a ghost. Well, uh, let's, let's have some tea. That, yes, please, that sounds lovely right now. And as you're going downstairs, you notice that there's this feeling of anger coming from the room. 
and you quickly go downstairs. You, you don't want to be around it. Oh, yes. Okay. Harry. So that night, right, after... After you have this experience. <laughs> I was like, we're jumping at, no, it's fine. I am still dealing with this experience right now. My body is still shaking, yes. Right. You've had tea, and that makes everything better. Stiff upper lip. With Benny. Oh, with no, that's Benny. great, too, but I, that is terrifying to have an angry room left behind you. I'm sorry, angry room? Right. Okay, yes. Here we have the parlor. Over here, we have the dining room. Here's the angry room. Yes, yes, yes. Good schools, great neighborhood. Get out. Too bad we can't stay. <laughs> All right. So, yes, later this evening, yes. <laughs> Sorry to jump forward. No, it's great. Um, <laughs> we should do this game at night. Yeah. yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> I am one of those people, I know I uh, produce a horror podcast for those sidebar, but um, I do not watch a lot of horror, and if I do, it is definitely in the morning. This is like, <laughs> during the day, Nothing better 10, than more, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. is perfect for me. <laughs> we are so opposite people sometimes. Oh, no, it's true, but I love it still, but yes. That's funny. Mm-hmm. So, you guys get together. You've had your typical day of dealing with men coming in and out of your, your brothel. And <laughs> you have your brothel to that. Brothel. Thank you. Brothel. Thank you. And it's also not just my brothel. <laughs> right. Yes, but they're coming in and out all day. All day long. Phrasing. Of the brothel. Of the yeah. brothel. <laughs> That's going to be difficult not to say something silly. Don't fight it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. <laughs> And uh, that's what the girls at the rose petal say. Just go with it. <laughs> Think of England if you must. You all do your different things, but you, you've had this traumatic experience. And Benny stays with you and Aww. has tea until you're ready to leave that evening. Oh, I've got he, to go, Benny. I'm sorry. Oh, n- no problem. It's uh, been so lovely having you here. I, I will see you Sunday. And then he kind of rushes off quickly. <laughs> okay, but, okay. Bye. <laughs> he seems to get really nervous. <laughs> now, you guys get together at Rose's and Ethel. Do you tell them about what happened with the brooch and all of that? Um, I would probably leave Rose for a moment to go and greet the women as they arrived. Right. Um, and once everybody was kind of grouped together and sort of earsh- out of earshot of Rose. Right. I would probably, I guess, brief them a little bit and... Now, ladies, I just want to express to you there have been some strange goings-on in this household today. Uh, Rose is a bit shaken by them, and she is in a delicate position right now of not feeling so well, so we need to be gentle around her. But I do believe that it is our duty to help her, because whatever might be in this house, I do not think that it wishes well for her. And we should proceed with caution tonight, but with the hopes that we can assist with the situation. Um, um, I have also had a very strange day. I do believe a spirit tried to grab me this afternoon in my shop. What? It was around tea time. I was... There was a sound up above the stairs, up above the shop, and... I heard something fall. I went to go see. It was in a spot that does not normally frighten me. You know, there was a lot of old, strange things around. Mm-hmm. And and 
all of a sudden a dark figure of some sort came towards me. I tried to get out of the door and it almost would not let me leave. I reached and I tried to open and it took the help of uh, oh, my friend Benny um, opening the door for me. I, I might have fallen into his arms, but that's besides the point. I um, say. <laughs> I do believe it was an evil thing because when I left, there was a strange feeling of anger coming out of the room. Have you felt anger today, Miss Ethel? I have some, thing, some things that have been quite disconcerting and do seem like of a malicious nature. And they seem to be centered around a particular piece of jewelry in Miss Rose's possession. Now, I do know that you sell a uh, lot of interest in... Uh, bits and pieces in your establishment. Is there any chance that you had a piece of jewelry there? Or what, do you know what was disturbed upstairs? You said something was knocked over. I didn't quite go back to look. I was too terrified. But I do know that in that area, there are a couple of trunks that are usually kept together. We have had a lot of old jewelry there. And sometimes it's people's things from estate sales quite honestly so it might have been someone who was passed on because it seems mighty strange that in two different locations at the same time there'd be an occurrence and I know that Rose has been quite troubled and concerned it's her husband but I'm starting to wonder if maybe that's not the case ladies if we don't get going here soon with the seance we'll never get it done from, another, from the other, yeah, <laughs> from the other part of the room. Uh, it, I'm sure whatever you're speaking of is, is of great importance, but I want to get this um, charade over with as quickly as possible. Mabel, my dear. Yes. I mean, certainly you are not meaning to insult anyone here by Never, calling it a course. charade. Oh, I'm sorry. I meant. Um, however, what happened to me today was very real. And however, Mabel... I believe you, dear. Mm-hmm. Thank you I so much. I do believe you care for the comfort of the guests which you have oh, so of, kindly brought together. Of course, of course. I would never, ever want anything to happen to any of you that was not completely perfect. Well, you will kindly conduct yourself in Rose's house while she is hurting so badly. Oh, in I'm, a I'm very sorry. I did not I mean to expect. upset anyone. I'm... I'm I'm very sorry. I just wanted to, to, you know, get things moving so that we can make Rose feel more comfortable once we see if her husband can talk with us. I feel like we might be talking a bit too much and more chanting and less um, speaking. Funny, I do seem to recall that we have many long and lengthy talks before we get around to the seances at your place, which have so far yielded no results so I do believe that all the ladies here feel similarly about having this discussion I do I do as well well then continue on I'll be over here luckily I don't have to deal with Wilford so I'll have a drink while I wait for you ladies to continue your conversation. Thank you kindly for your understanding in this situation. Of course. I do believe we should proceed with caution, but I do believe that we should, in fact, proceed. Yes, I I agree. And we should continue to think of any connections that might be between Rose and your shop. Yes. I must admit, I'm both terrified 
and incredibly excited. And Ethel just kind of purses her lips a little <laughs> bit when that's said. Like, this is not safe. I- I'm mostly just terrified right now. Let's, <laughs> let's go to it. Okay. Well, if things are successful tonight, perhaps we can adjourn to your shop and also see if we can't help ease your mind as well. That would be lovely. We oh. all take a look through that trunk. I don't know what that was. We ought to take a look through that trunk. <laughs> trunk is a, is a difficult word. Yeah, I don't know how to do it. I'm bad at this. We'll, we'll edit that out. You're fine. <laughs> no, I think you should leave that in because that is a true testament to the struggles of role-playing sometimes. <laughs> well, when you have a lot of different accents going at the same time, oh, yes. it's real hard. Yes. One yeah. time they were they had, um, they were doing Iron Keep, which is on uh, Saving Throw, they uh, they were Tom Lama was like sometimes we're Scottish, sometimes we're Russian, and sometimes we're English. Sometimes we're all of them at the same time. <laughs> yeah. When you don't know how to do an accent, you just do something and hope that it's consistent. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. that's what I do every time. Yeah. So. Okay, so uh, um, so you're talking about the trunk. Mm-hmm. Definitely think we should have a look at it. I, I agree. I'm sorry, I I didn't have the courage to look through it myself earlier. Oh dear, no, none of us would have. That's a terrifying experience. And Benny was there, so... You're going to have to tell me more about this, Benny. We are going tomorrow for ice cream. (gasps) Oh, delightful. Now, is this the young man with the stutter? I'm sorry, what what did... Um, yeah. No, no, no. Uh, sorry, I think uh, it's uh, lovely. Uh, You'll uh, have a husband that uh, you don't have to listen to. It's uh, uh, beautiful. <laughs> Benny and I have the most um, d- delightful conversations, th- th- though. Well, and hopefully you will continue to do so after we are able to look at your establishment. But before that, I do wish to see to the comfort and oh, yes, please, look let's... to Rose. Kate Plum comes over and says, be careful, don't. Don't pick up his stutter. It, uh, it would, uh, I'm, see, I'm sorry. Don't do that. It's it's very oh, unbecoming. Kate, be kind. I'm trying to be kind. I'm trying to help her. If she wants to land a man, she can't stutter her way through Ladies, it. Ladies, I do believe that we are losing sight of the task at hand. Yes, please. <coughs> yes, can we? I'm I'm very tired, and I'd like to move this along if we could. Uh, you know, if if we can. Let's let's please. So you guys get around the table because every table in London is huge and round. (laughs) And you hold hands and you you start to to go through it. Now, usually Mabel is the one that leads these things. But everybody kind of knows that Ethel is the one that's actually doing the work. Mabel's such a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Mabel, Mabel. I know, I hate her like so badly yeah, already. Yeah, Mabel's Honestly, horrible. that last section, out of game, whatever, yeah. Oh my God, I was like ready to punch her. So she, upsetting. She is a terrible person. Yeah. She's a terrible person, but she's the one probably who got us the designation Royal London. Right. Uh-huh. Got us yeah. the charter right. or whatever. Because so. she has the title. Yeah, yeah. so um, we kind of have to deal with her. Yeah, yeah. I, like, I never wanted to punch an NPC more than I'm <laughs> right now. We'll then drop I've the royal and we'll do it under at Ethel's house. Yeah, I've done my job well if yep. you want to punch the NPC. Yep. You guys start to do 
the seance. Now, do you carry your tarot cards with you everywhere? Do you have them with you now? They are constantly with me along with, uh, I have a silver pendulum that I also use. Okay. And where are those items right now while you're doing the seance? Normally they wouldn't be out because they're not really part and parcel of a seance, um, but I will probably have them on an, like, an interior pocket that's been stitched right. into my gown, and it's much fabric all over. Right. I don't know why I said much fabric that way, but I did. And <laughs> it's it's much now. fabric. It is much fabric. Um, and as always, she's also wearing her memento, Maury Brooch, and she usually also has the pendulum in another smaller side pocket. Okay, cool. So you guys start to do the seance, and everyone kind of goes into a trance. But as this is happening, you, Maggie, feel that this incredible rage start to come into the entire room. And Rose is sitting across from you, and you see this man start to form behind her, like kind of just materialize. He has this huge, bloody gash across his chest. Is it her husband? I mean, I would assume there's pictures of him. And and he's got this huge gash across his chest. Everyone else is kind of, like I said, in the trance, and you're not. And he wraps his hand around her throat, and he starts yelling, Kill me. I'm I'm here. Stop adoring me. You guys hear this. As you're doing the trance, you, you hear him say something. Nancy goes, I I think I, I, I hear someone, but... And they've all got their eyes closed. Your eyes are, are wide open. He looks at you. You're not supposed to be here. And you guys suddenly get knocked out of the trance as the table gets flipped over. Suddenly, your pocket sets on fire. <gasps> Ethel! You, you, you smell smoke coming up from the pocket where your your tarot cards are. Uh, so tarot cards I've had since forever. I imagine there's still like a serving tray yeah, that's out. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go for the pot of water. And okay. So you put Yeah, it and out. and while uh, she's pissed, she's not going to be like super flighty about it. She's going to get up and just like very matter-of-factly go over there and dump it on there like why does this always fucking happen <laughs> okay, so i need a sand check from okay. you because you actually saw him um actually everyone give me a sand check 22 you're cool i'm no stranger to angry men <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> 47 so you're fine mm-hmm. 19 you're great eugenia didn't take it well <laughs> no, no. Oh. She i rolled Uh-oh. a 91 you take four points. Ooh, take four ouch. points. So you are very shaken, very upset. I am going to do a general roll for the rest of the NPCs just to see what their reactions are. Freaking ghost fucked Ooh. up my tarot cards and we so mad. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the rest, uh, the rest of the ladies are quite upset. Violet starts to cry. The younger lady starts to, she starts to cry. And Mabel's like, stop with that caterwauling. I'm sure we'll figure out what happened. This is terrible. This was a terrible idea. What, who flipped over the table? This is obviously trickery. I just Rose's I, husband I, flipped no, over the table. No, that is not true. That cannot be true. I saw him. You had your eyes open. Yeah, and I the, saw him. And you honestly saw 
an actual figure. And also, Mabel, do you really think any of us had the strength to flip over that gigantic table? It's very, very heavy. I don't know what you people do outside of this house. I don't know. Maybe. I don't even think Wilfred could have flipped this table. This is a very Let's not bring table. Wilfred up right I am, now. I am sorry, but Mabel, what do you mean by you people? We are part of one society, are we not? There Mabel are some of us that of are, are higher than others in society. But in this particular society, I do believe we are all at the same level, are we not? I'm very agitated right now, and I don't need your American logic at this moment. Well, then maybe you should go home and see to yourself and your nerves. I've never... And she walks off. What a is trollop. Ever, is everyone all right? I don't... I don't... Uh, Na- I am more Nancy. terrified Nancy's than I was. Like, I just yes, I'm, I'm very upset. What, I felt like there was a presence. I didn't see anything, but I'm very upset by this all. Did you not Rose, hear? I- Rose, do you have a cordial available? <laughs> oh, spirits. Oh, I think spirits to calm us. I do After the be- spirits. I do believe we are getting our fill of spirits here this yeah, evening, ladies. I am, I am. I am terrified. Did not anyone else hear? Th- I- do you know, anyone else hear the voice? Yes. Yes. You heard it too. Okay. Yes. You. Did you? I saw him. No. <laughs> what did he look like? I, I just well, get up and go grab the tray for cordials <laughs> and bring it over. Ethel's going to take the tarot cards out of her pocket and see what the damage is. And if it looks like they're just a little crispy, she's going to start, like, take a tea towel and start blotting. They're them. actually okay. They're just very warm. And it looks like they, they lit a fire and then went out after you doused them. But they don't look damaged at all, actually. I'm going to wrap them in a tea towel to start absorbing some of the moisture. Okay. Rose, I do believe you should take me up on the offer of staying somewhere oh, else I, I this do, evening. too. I'm very, I'm very, very concerned about this all. This is, I'm very sorry, everyone. This is most unseemly. I don't, Rose. I don't mean for this oh, to be. Rose, you this isn't apologize. I this know. isn't your fault. Really, this is not uh, your fault at all. This is not the proper way to hold a a dinner, a, a, a dinner <laughs> meeting. This was like a this. seance. This wasn't a dinner meeting. This is exactly what's but supposed to, go, to happen. I do believe. I would hope that my husband's to- ghost would be more polite. Yes, polite is the word. I am not honestly convinced that this is your dearly departed if he is behaving in such a manner. It seems that you loved your husband very much. It's very unseemly. I can only imagine that he treated you kindly. He he was. He was a very nice man. Very nice man. He He always smelled like, you know, wood chips, but he was very nice. This could be something other than your husband pretending to be your husband. Well, I mean... Unless a spirit can look like another gent. The he, ghost I saw was Rose's husband. And the voice did say that it, it was expressing a frustration that it couldn't be heard. It was doing a bit more than yelling, though. Um, what, what did you see? Well, he had his hands around Rose's neck. <gasps> oh, this is very, very... I take a you, sip of my cor- I take did feel, cordial. Did you feel that, Rose, around your neck? I, I, I don't know. And she starts kind of pawing at her uh, brooch. So I, I don't know. It feels like... He, he feels so... It, it feels so, f- like, angry and frustrated. And, but I didn't feel anything. Is that brooch causing you distress at this moment? 
It, it does. It, it, it's very. It's. It's very warm. It's. It's. It's very. Um. It's very warm. Yes. I'm gonna put on my gloves. Okay. And go over and attempt to remove it from her outfit. All right. So you're able to do that. Everybody, give me a intelligence roll. You're just rolling against your straight intelligence. This will. This will be good. This will be. Your intelligence isn't bad. What'd you get? Oh wow. 11. Wow, you've been rolling really well. Uh, Kelsey, I'm taking it you did not roll. I have an 80 intelligence, and I rolled an 83. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) That's like, that's hard. That's That's harsh right there, Dice. Come on now. I have a 65. I rolled a 79. Ooh, okay. So you guys are, you're drinking, and you're still a little shaken. And I also have my flask out. When you started talking about cordials, I was like, huh? (laughs) <laughs> I've got mine. I've got mine. Um, what about you? I'm doing just fine. I got a, I have a 70 in my intelligence, and I got a 48. I rolled a 48. Okay. Nice. And that's actually kind of appropriate if I think about it, because you had your experience, and you have been mm-hmm. dealing with this experience. You look up at the stairs, and you guys get the feeling that not only is Rose not safe here, just like, you know, she's getting sicker and everything, but this ghost seems to mean some great harm to befall her, even to kill her. It's very possible that maybe he's trying to drag her over um, because he wants her to be with him. Because the frustration part is what's coming through, is that he's very frustrated that he can't get Rose to come down the stairs. That was sort of my guess. It sounded like leading her off the edge. Um, I'm going to try and get a couple of her... um, I'm assuming she has uh, servants or something. And I'm going to give them my address tell them to bundle her up heavily in blankets. Okay. And that they are to tell Agatha, who is my maid, that uh, Rose is to be given the best accommodations in the house. All right. And seen to for the rest of the evening. Okay, so they do all that, and they take her out. And uh, she goes, should I wear the brooch, or should I try to leave the brooch? I would prefer you leave it in my company here. It seems to be causing some sort of distress, and it might be best that... It was separated for a while to see how you feel. We try to put it in the box. And I go to the kitchen mm-hmm. and look for uh, an iron pot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is easy enough. They have, mm-hmm. you know, different pots that you can put it put in a box in. In a, and then in a kettle. Yeah. <laughs> and, okay. take, and take the kettle and, like, put it into, like, like a cabinet, like probably like a bottom drawer area, somewhere it's not going to be disturbed and they're going to go, oh, I'm just going to open crap up. Yeah, absolutely. So you guys do that and you, you, you then... The other I girls, had some rope for good measure. <laughs> the other women were very frightened by everything, and they kind of leave. Uh, they go, look, I'm, I, I, this isn't what I was hoping for. I was hoping for a conversation with the ghost, not a agitated assault. So we will see you next Thursday, and uh, please let us know if there's any, anything we can do for you. And Nancy and Kate and Ida all... Leave really quickly. These London women with their delicate constitutions. Not all of us. (laughs) Well, present company accepted. (laughs) So, what do you guys want to do? You have the house, the servants have left, she's left. 
what's your what's your move? Yeah, I need yeah. To, we need to go to the shop. Take a look at what's I'll going admit on. I'm rather shaken, but I think my curiosity is overriding it. <laughs> so we can go to the shop, yes. Well, steal yourself and let's go and have a look there and see if there's some kind of connection that we can draw. Okay. It's a great idea. Did you happen to recognize the brooch at all? I'm sure a lot of uh, knickknacks pass through your I shop. I feel like I've seen one quite similar. It's been years, though. It was something that came in when Father went on a trip. I believe he'd come back from from India on an, another one of his trips gathering items, and it was an older trunk. It had some engravings on it. I think we should go investigate, most definitely, because I can't remember everything about it. Well, it has been in Rose's possession for some time. She did tell me her husband gave it to her when they was uh, courting. Well, don't often, like, jewelry and things have, like, sister pieces? Quite often, yes. Well, shall we uh, head to the shop then? Yes. Okay. So you guys head over to the shop. Mm-hmm. And when you get there, you hear someone on the floor with your with your items, uh, throwing things around, hitting hitting up against the wall, like tearing the place apart almost. I pull my knife out of my uh, out of my dress. It Ex- was- uh, can you tell us what your knife looks like? Because it's a cool knife, and and why you have it. Um. So it's like encrusted with jewels on the handle because a rich bloke tried to get more than he paid for so I stole his jeweled knife. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it looks like it's like the fanciest thing I ever, I, I own basically. So I really very, like that. That's yeah, why I wanted to do that. Very sharp and a very fancy so gentleman's knife. Yeah. You pull out your knife and you hear all of this stuff Jose, going upstairs. I think you're being robbed. I, I sure hope not terrified um, because I did lock everything up because I was so terrified earlier. Does um, it look like any windows are broken or can we see into like the shop at all? You guys are in the first floor. Oh, we're in the, the, oh, second, it's the floor. second floor. That's oh, what's yeah. missing. That's, it yeah. doesn't look like anything was disturbed here. It's only happening and I believe it's in the angry room <laughs> in that corner of the house. <sighs> okay. Are we sure we want to go in? What do I'm we not, need? I'm not having this. And I march up the stairs. <laughs> oh, I you. Okay. Is there a fireplace poker nearby? Oh, yeah, we got oh, yeah. something. Yeah, okay. yeah. We I grab one. ourselves with, like, mm-hmm. ridiculous things, I London think. is a yeah. city Ethel, of coal. Ethel would not, though. She's, her, she's not very buff. No. Oh, oh. Eugenia's <laughs> not either. No. She just is carrying one, hoping for the best. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think she would resort to anything as crass as weaponry. You get upstairs, and you hear all of this noise going on, you know, uh, things getting knocked over. All right, that's enough ruckus. Who's in here? It dies down. Let's open the door and see. You open the door and all of your items are now attached to the ceiling, just embedded in the, the ceiling and the floor is completely clean of everything. I do not like this, Wes Otis. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Back to me. Yes. I do not like this room like this. Um, uh, Why doesn't everybody give me a spot hidden roll? At least Ooh, he swept. At least he swept. <laughs> Probably not going to end up being what I need. Now, 
with these roles, with the skill roles, is there any way that it differs from the other top roles? No, it doesn't, unless I ask for like a hard or an extreme, okay. which doesn't happen often. Did you get it? Yes, okay. I got an eight under my 40. Wow. Nine. Ten, Ten. wow. I got a 54, but that's under my 65. Awesome. Did everyone else have something in spot hidden? I just have 25. Uh, I'm 19. I'm underneath, though. You're fine. Nice. Okay, cool. Ooh. Even untrained. Look at you fancy. So you walk in, <laughs> and um, you guys are looking around the room, and in the corner, there's this um, little piece of jewelry in the corner. It's a delicate ring. It looks very similar to the jewelry that Rose wears, but not so much the brooch. Any idea where this ring came from? You do know that that someone came in and sold it to you uh, several months back, but you don't remember who. It recently came in and was someone pawned it and sold it here. Um, Have you got it in the ledger? Yes, I I do, I should. I keep track of everything meticulously. This is going to be a mess to clean up later, this room. Um, So you go down and look at the ledger. mm -hmm. As you guys are leaving to go down to the le- to leisure, everything from the ceiling falls. <gasps> oh, oh, well, that is just rude. That was a well, rude that's guess. that's going to be a hit on her inventory. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so you go down and you're like, you're, you're all, sh- you know, kind of shaken at this point. And you look through the ledger, and sure enough, it looks like Rose's husband had come in and, and sold the ring to you looks for like, a good amount of money, actually. Looks like to me. You, now you're remembering it like you hadn't thought about it because it, it's been about six months or so before his accident. That's very strange. I wonder why. Yes. Maybe he was compelled by the spirit that is clearly not Mr. Byrne, but parading as Mr. Byrne. Have I um, heard anything through the rumor mill about maybe the Burns having financial troubles? In your circles, no. You haven't heard anything, anything like that. What do you guys want to do? You have this ring that's obviously connected to this thing. You know that the brooch is connected. Rose is at your house, mm-hmm. uh, Ethel. What's your next move? I mean, I'd say we could ask Rose about the ring, but I'm not really sure it's a good idea for her to be around it. But we do need to inquire on her because I do feel the spirit is going directly to her as we speak. The longer we wait, the more trouble she may be in. I think we need to go help her. I'm terrified. I do believe we should leave the ring here and take good mental stock of what it looks like. And Shall we, we put it in iron? And yes. I was about to say we should also similarly encase it and then we should go and have a chat with Rose and inquire about the nature of it being sold to you. Okay. Agreed, ma'am. Yes, because I believe if we take the ring to her we'll be helping him find her. Uh, okay. I didn't even think of that. So what, uh, what does the ring look like? It looks like a a wedding ring. It looks like a very fine, detailed piece of jewelry somebody in the aristocracy would wear. Like a fine filigree. Does it have jewels set in it? Yeah, it does. Okay. So it's very delicate, and it looks relatively old. 
I think we're actually at a really good place to wrap this second episode up. I had a lot of fun, guys. This was mm-hmm. really cool. Mm-hmm. I'm terrified. This is great. <laughs> I love it. We will continue the story of Rose and her dead husband's ghost, or maybe not. We don't know what yet. Uh, on the next uh, episode of Other World London. Really quick, because uh, we'd like to have you guys be able to find us on the social medias. We will tell you where to. Uh, you can follow us at... 12, 12 the number, Sided Stories. It's all one long thing, no uh, no dashes. On the Twitter, if we have just started the podcast, uh, there will probably be a Facebook page coming soon. You can find uh, me at Plate Mail Games on Twitter as well. I uh, do all the sound work that you hear on these episodes. Terry, where can they find you? You can find me at terrygamble.com, T-E-R-I. Gamble, like Las Vegas, terrygamble.com. You can find all my social meets that way too. Um, on the Instagram, the Twitter, all that stuff. Yeah. Snapchat sometimes. <laughs> Not a lot though, because you know, it's all about Insta story. But anyway. Uh, you can find Kelsey Osborne on the socials at Kelsey Kelsum, K-E-L-S-E-M for the Kelsum. I'm Mac Beauvais, and uh, if you're wondering, I do have a project that I would like you to be a part of. It's called Typecast. It's a story about actors who are struggling in Hollywood to break out of their typecasting. They can't seem to get beyond doing horror movies and sci-fi schlock because they are literally monsters. So we are currently running an Indiegogo (laughs) campaign. We are going to be making as many episodes as we possibly can with whatever is thrown our way. We have a lot of great rewards. We're happy if you just share it out with people. If you want the elevator pitch, which is Hollywood speak for compare your stuff to other stuff, it is Being Human Meets Extras. And you can find us at bit.ly, which is bit.ly slash typecastgogo. Again, that's bit.ly slash typecastgogo. Any amount helps. Share it out. Help us bust down algorithms and help us make some really cool monsters and do something that is really hard to do, which is independent filmmaking. And I'm Michelle Otis, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram as at Michulu. Do you want to spell that just because I know? M-I-C-H-U-L-H-U. Like Cthulhu, but with a mish. I love it. And <laughs> slightly less it. tentacles, at least that I've seen so far. <laughs> <laughs> so, Just slightly. On that note, uh, um, on that note, thank you guys so much for joining us. We hope that you'll uh, be with us for the third installment of Otherworld London. And uh, uh, we will see you around the world soon. <laughs>